The reading is from 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 9. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The reading is taken from John 20 verses 24 to 31. Now Thomas, also known as Dinimus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, as well as put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Well, good morning. Lovely to see you again this morning on this the Sunday. Uh, that's the week after Easter. Uh, I don't know about you, but in many ways, Easter seems like... Uh, ages ago already. Maybe that's because, well, that's all that's left of our uh, Easter chocolate at the moment. Um, or maybe it's just because actually like, lockdown is just making me completely confused what day of the week it is. But we are a week uh, post Easter Sunday. And it's that exact same time that uh, the passage that we just had read from John's Gospel is set. If you don't know uh, John's Gospel, uh, we're just going to look at it just this week. Uh, then the purpose of why John writes is there was there right at the end of our reading, verse 31. But these are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing ye may have life in his name.
John writes, say that we, his readers, would believe who Jesus is. And that belief gives life in Jesus's name. And that passage uh, about Thomas that was uh, read to us it is there at the end of the gospel to exemplify this kind of response, this belief in Jesus. John wants all his readers to exclaim, my Lord and my God of Jesus, as Thomas does. Now, Thomas does get there, but not before he has doubts. And so that's where uh, we're going to start. We're going to start with doubts and see how they lead uh, to belief. So let's start with doubts, verse 24 and 25. As I say, John picks up uh, his uh, resurrection account here. Uh, just uh, and it's just after Jesus appeared to those disciples that first glorious Easter morning. And verse 24 tells us that when they, he appeared to them, uh, Thomas hadn't been with the disciples at that time. So you can imagine as Thomas uh, walks into the room, uh, there's this tremendous excitement going on. We've seen him, Thomas. Thomas, you'll never guess what. Lord Jesus was standing just there in this room with us. I'm so sorry you missed it. It was really him. He really has risen from the dead. Thomas kind of looks at them. You can see their excitement. But he's seen Jesus be killed. He knew he was dead. And dead people don't come back to life. Look what he says. He said to them, verse 25, this is, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, this uh, times that we live, here's an example on the screen of what this uh, may look like today. So that's quite funny, so I thought I'd show you. Uh, but uh, back to uh, John's Gospel. Thomas wanted proof. He wanted proof that Jesus had risen from the dead. I mean, Jesus had told him it would happen. Thomas wanted to see it for himself. He wanted to see the marks, the nails on Jesus' hands. He, he wanted to see uh, the, where the spear had stabbed Jesus' sides. See, Thomas found himself in a new situation. A, a situation where it was hard to believe what his fellow disciples said about Jesus. We trust their witness. Now, perhaps you've been feeling in a similar situation these past few weeks. The current pandemic that we find ourselves in was unexpected. It's, it's changed our lives in so many ways. And perhaps this is a situation where you've doubted Jesus and doubted what his followers have said. People have certainly been mentioning that to me over the last few weeks not everyone of course for some it's been a great uh, time of growth in their faith which is wonderful uh, others it's not so much doubts but that feeling of just feeling deflated but many of us any of us could be asking questions like thomas does in this passage look see put it this way like thomas uh, wanted to see jesus before he believed maybe you've asked Something like, well, where is Jesus in this pandemic? Or what's he doing? If only I could see him, ask him. Uh, show me what had happened. Maybe you want to see something. 
Or maybe like Thomas, you want to be able to touch, to, to feel Jesus. I know Jesus is the king. I know he's died to forgive all my sins. Just don't feel it at the moment. Don't spend time indoors, away from church, family, friends. I, it's harder to feel those things. Or perhaps you're the person who wouldn't normally come to church. You're just watching this because uh, a family member's got it on in the living room. Uh, or you're intrigued as to what churches are up to at this time. Perhaps your question is the question behind Thomas's question. Is the resurrection real? Did Jesus really rise from the dead? See, like Thomas, uh, we, we can all have our doubts, we can all have our questions, especially at a time like this. You know, I found for myself uh, over the years, the big life events, they either have a positive or a negative effect on my faith. It's never neutral. And this certainly is a big life event for us at the moment. And it's, so it's good for us to recognise the effect it's having. Good for us to recognise those feelings of doubt, uh, those feelings of deflation, perhaps those questions that are being raised. But then we must react to them. And this account of Thomas shows that Jesus wants to turn our doubts into belief. And that's our second point, belief, uh, verses 26 to 31. And this is where in the story we jump forward a week uh, to that Sunday after the Easter Sunday. The disciples uh, are again in a locked room in their own lockdown, so to speak. But this time Thomas is with them. And look what happens, verse 26. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. There he is, Jesus standing amongst them again. They know it's him, they can see the scars. This is the guy that they've recognised, they've been following him around for, for three years. It's a man they've seen killed on a cross, it's a man they've seen buried in a tomb. And there he is, there with them, speaking to them. And he even knows, you see, he even knows what they've been talking about. He wasn't with them physically, but he knows what Thomas has been thinking. He knows Thomas's doubts. See, Jesus is the shepherd who knows his sheep. And on seeing Jesus, Thomas's doubts, well, they instantaneously turn to belief. Look at verse 28. Thomas said to him, my Lord, and my God. Thomas didn't need actually to touch Jesus' wounds. That the sight of Jesus was enough. They, those butterflies started fluttering in his stomach. That slightly grumpy mood he'd been all, in all week, having missed the big event, well, that was gone completely. And it was replaced with this overflowing sense of joy and wonder. My Lord and my God, he exclaims in faith. You see, this example of Thomas 
in his new situation shows that Jesus wants to change his followers' doubts into belief. So Jesus calls all his disciples, including us today, to believe in him, to, to trust in him. And part of the way that God does that is to put us into new situations. He puts us there and says, trust me in them. Trust me, I'm making you more like Jesus, the one who demonstrated what it is to trust his father perfectly. So we're told in Romans uh, chapter 8 that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. He's doing that to conform us into the image of his son. And so God is, is still conforming us into that image today, even in this global pandemic. The lockdown situation we find ourselves in, it's a new situation where we're told to trust him. It's a new situation for our doubts to turn to belief. Now that'll play for us all in different ways. Uh, maybe you're someone who's got more time at the moment uh, and so you've got more time to read and to pray. Uh, maybe you're a medic uh, and at the moment you're, you're feeling all the added burdens and pressures that are on you. But you're realising your limitations and so you're being forced to rely on God. Maybe you're a parent uh, who suddenly found they've got more time for their kids than they ever imagined and uh, all the challenges that brings but also all the opportunities it has for you to demonstrate and to speak of your faith in the Lord Jesus to them. Maybe you're someone who's shielding, feeling a bit alone, but also feeling the love of a church family who's there to chat to you on the phone, uh, to pray for you, to provide practical help. Or maybe you are, again, that person who's never really considered the Christian faith. But you found yourself watching the service. Maybe this is the way that God is getting you to look at who Jesus is. There's a whole range of situations. But just maybe this lockdown could be our Thomas moment. That the way that God changes our doubts into belief as he focuses us, as we're forced to look again. And think again about who he is and what it means to trust him in the situations we find ourselves in. God is still working through Jesus, through his spirit and through his people. And so that's the first way that this passage speaks to our doubts, our deflations. Uh, God's placing us in those new situations to trust him. But there's a second way as well uh, that this passage speaks to those doubts. Um, and turns them into belief. Sarah mentioned it earlier in the kids' slot. It's a, it's a reminder that we're blessed, even though we've never seen Jesus. See, Thomas believed because of what he saw. But Jesus knew not everyone would have that privilege. Look at verse 29. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We live in that time, don't we? We haven't seen Jesus, not yet anyway. Uh, and we rely on the truths that are written down for us by those first eyewitnesses. 
And the Holy Spirit taking those truths and planting them in our hearts. And Jesus said we're blessed because of it. That first passage we had read from 1 Peter uh, speaks of it. Peter writes, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. That inexpressible and, and glorious joy that comes out in Thomas's reaction on seeing the risen Lord Jesus is in all of us who believe. Yes, we may not see Jesus. That doesn't mean we don't love him. Doesn't mean we don't believe him. Doesn't mean we can't share in that joy. On the contrary, believing Jesus brings those things. It's our blessing. Now, many people in Roots uh, will know one of my favourite quotes. It's from uh, a lady called Amy Carmichael. She was an Irish missionary who, as well as spending a bit of time in Manchester among the mill girls, uh, is most famous for the work she did among the poor children in India. And Amy said these words, Our feelings do not affect God's facts. Now, it's a short quote. I know it's probably one of the reasons I like it. I couldn't remember it. But I also love what it says. Our feelings do not affect God's facts. Our feelings change. We all know that. There are times we're on fire for God and nothing will stop us in our faith. We just want to shout from the rooftops that Jesus is my Lord and my God. However, there are also times when we find it harder to believe. Perhaps when life is tough and when we have our doubts. Our feelings, you see, they change. But God's facts don't. See, even in our doubts, even in our deflatedness, uh, we're still blessed by God. He looks at us and sees one of his children. He still looks at us and sees Jesus' work of salvation and sees someone he longs to welcome home. God sees someone who's got life in Jesus' name. They're the facts. They don't change. Uh, and therefore, if you're in a time of doubt and deflation at the moment, then keep reading the promises, the facts that God gives us uh, uh, that bless us. Jesus may not appear to us in our locked rooms, but he does appear to us every time we open the Bible. We read these words that he's inspired and we see him. That's why the worst thing that we could be doing if we're in a time of doubt is to close our Bibles. We need to wait for them. We need to see Jesus again. See who he is. What God achieved through him. See the promises that are now ours as he continues to work in us by his spirit. Remember he's coming back and he's going to put everything right. Our lives may look and feel different in so many ways. But some things remain absolutely unchanged. Jesus is still risen. We are still blessed. If you're a Christian, listen today. You are blessed. That's what Jesus says in this passage. Blessed by God with a love, a belief and a joy that cannot be manufactured and cannot be taken away. 
even when a global crisis is going on, these truths, these facts stand. You're blessed by God with belief in Jesus that gives life in his name. A life of joy. A life of joy that will last far beyond this pandemic, far beyond our lives on this earth. Just as Jesus showed his resurrection body, one day we'll see our resurrection bodies and live this life of joy into eternity. Don't stop believing these great truths, even if our feelings are changing. So Jesus wants to turn our doubts into belief. He does that by putting us in new situations. He does that by reminding us we are blessed. They are wonderful truths. He did it to Thomas. So are we, like Thomas, ready to exclaim, my Lord and my God of Jesus?